0: welcome to series 2, episode 4 of Spotline on financial services tax series. So today we will be discussing the proposed amendments to the Common Reporting Standards, CRS, as well as the release of a new Global Tax Transparency Framework, which introduces the automatic exchange of tax information on transactions in crypto assets, so-called Crypto Asset Reporting Framework, or CARF. So today I am joined here by my colleague Bilal Abba, BWC's Middle East Global Information Reporting Leader. Hi, Bilal.
1: Good afternoon, Tanya, and uh, very good afternoon to all of our listeners today.
0: So Bilal, obvious first question. What is the Common Reporting Standard, CRS, and how is the CRS now changing?
1: Yeah, so the CRS or the Common Reporting Standard was probably one of the first um, mechanisms of exchange of information. Um, and probably to drop some background on, on what the CRS is and, and why it exists. Um, over the last few years, I'd say the last decade or two, um, taxpayers have been able to access a wide range of financial, uh, products, um, accounts, uh, investment products outside of their jurisdiction of tax residents. And as time's gone on, as, as products have become a lot more creative, Businesses have become a lot more globalised. Um, taxpayers are able to hold assets and uh, generate income outside of their jurisdiction of tax residents. Now, this is essentially created a, a huge a risk of, of tax evasion and tax authorities are, uh, are losing vast sums of money uh, through, through tax evasion and that might be um, deliberate, it might be uh, by error but essentially tax authorities want to have some visibility on their taxpayers and the income and assets they hold offshore. Now, the CRS was introduced as one of those mechanisms to allow cross-border reporting. And essentially the common reporting standard is a, a multilateral exchange of information mechanism that allows governments to exchange information on an automatic basis Uh, regarding details of of taxpayers, and that regards to their financial accounts. The CRS um, was originally kind of introduced um, in in, in 2014 when when the FATCA rules were introduced. Um, And the CRS uh, was rapidly adopted by a wide range of countries. Now we have over 110 countries that have adopted the CRS, including all the GCC member states and it mandates financial institutions and a wide range of financial institutions to collect information on their their customers, process that information, and then report that information to their domestic competent or tax authority. This is a piece of legislation that's been around now for a number of years. And I suppose, how is it changing? Um, Things have moved on since then. The original idea of, of, of the CRS came out now probably nearly 15 years ago um, financial products have changed since then the way taxpayers access products has, have, have changed since then and we've obviously seen uh, a, a massive change in where taxpayers can 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 hold their money um, one of those is crypto so there's been a need for the the OECD to take a look at the rules um, see how effective the regime has been. And I think through that review process, the OECD has now assessed that, number one, uh, perhaps there are some changes that need to be made to the CRS to ensure it's still relevant. Um, And number two, particularly in the last few years, there are vast sums of of, of money held in crypto assets or virtual assets. Um, So there's been a need for some sort of exchange of information or reporting framework around crypto products. So that just gives you um, really uh, uh, an overview on, on what is the crs and what does it mean and, and perhaps how, how 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 does it look like it's changing
0: okay great thank you so much for the insights so could you please also elaborate what are the reasons behind the introduction of crypto assets reporting framework
1: yeah i mean i guess the the, the crypto asset reporting framework or, or CAF for short Um, was really introduced because of the rapid adoption of of crypto assets. I mean, crypto assets as an investment vehicle or or, or as a part of someone or a company's investment strategy uh, has has, has definitely uh, taken rise in the last few years. And the original Common Reporting Standard or the CRS when it was first implemented, um, its policy objective was really to ensure transparency for cross border investments um, and really fight against global tax evasion. So, in order for that mechanism to be effective, um, there's been a need to, uh, to introduce the CAF. Uh, and really, the idea of the CAF is, is to extend this scope of reporting and exchange of information cross border to other vehicles and other assets. Uh, which are separate from traditional financial assets and and, and fiat currencies. So the idea of introducing the CAF extends the scope of exchange of information to kind of crypto assets and certain new payment products, such as digital money products, um, electronic money products, central bank digital currencies and other types of electronic storage and payment functions. So whilst the CRS was perhaps effective and continues to be effective in its current shape and form, because um, vast amounts of money and, 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 and assets are held in, in crypto and virtual assets, there has been a need to bring in new legislation to ensure that the fight of, of offshore tax evasion is, 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 is upheld um, and, and nothing falls through the cracks. So that's really the policy objective behind the, the CAF and, and, and why it needs to be introduced.
0: Interesting. So I believe this new framework of CARF provides also for the collection and exchange of tax relevant information between tax administrators with respect to the person engaging in certain transactions in crypto assets. So uh, could you please elaborate what kind of obligations the individuals and entities obviously that fall within the scope of CARF will have to follow?
1: Yeah, I suppose there's, 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 there's two sides of the coin. Um, so, so, so one side is the, 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 the policy intent or the legislation will include certain businesses in scope. So certain uh, institutions or certain businesses that perform certain activities related to crypto assets and virtual currencies will fall into the scope of the rules. And it's those businesses that will have certain obligations um, under the rules, and that those obligations may involve identifying where their customers are tax resident, performing certain due diligence and monitoring procedures, and indeed reporting certain data, financial and non financial, to local competent authorities. So that's number one, that's one side of the coin, that's the businesses in scope. And I guess the kind of flip side to that is well, customers of these businesses will also have to provide certain information to those businesses, um, and that information may range from their uh, their, their personal data, their tax residency, um, information uh, regarding their, their movements or any changes in their their status or tax residency. So it it, it will need both sides of the coin or, or both stakeholders. Um, to, to be compliant with these rules for, for the rules to be effective and that's really where where, where, where the impact will be will really be the businesses that need to comply and then the individuals and entities as customers who will need to provide certain information and that's really how the existing rules work around CRS um, and that's how the proposed CARF rules are, are, are designed uh, to, to function.
0: Okay, so alongside CARF Uh, Seven years after its adoption, the OECD is now proposing the first comprehensive review of the Common Reporting Standard. I understand that such amendments aim to improve the operation of the CRS based on the current experience gained by the government and by the businesses. So, Bilal, would you be able to provide an outline regarding such amendments to the CRS?
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good question, and 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 it, and it probably kind of raises raises a good point. So there's probably two two things going on here. One, it is the calf, and that is a separate piece of legislation. Two is almost an upgrade of the Common Reporting Standard. The CRS has been around now since 2016. Most of the Middle East countries adopted CRS from 2017 onwards, and and another pr- kind of proposed change, I suppose by the OECD is to upgrade the CRS. Now, the proposed amendments can, can, can be sort of carved out or divided into two distinct areas. Number one is extending the, the range of products in scope. So as things stand, the CRS applies to um, financial accounts and financial accounts follows the traditional meaning which is depository accounts, custodial accounts, equity and debt interests and and certain uh, cash value insurance contracts. Now, the amendment to the CRS proposes a change whereby new products are going to be introduced into scope. So digital financial assets, um, certain products and, and, and services that may constitute a credible alternative to traditional financial accounts or traditional financial assets.
0: Alongside CARV, seven years after its adoption, the OECD is proposing the first comprehensive review of the Common Reporting Standard. I understand that such amendments aim to improve the operation of the CRS based on the current experience gained by the government and businesses. So Bilal, would you be able to provide an outline regarding such amendments to the CRS?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good question. And probably just to think about what's the sort of context for this question the the crs now the common reporting standards have been running in most countries since 2016 in most of the gcc or middle east since 2017 so there have been a number of years now of experience and governments have had time to look at the data that's been exchanged and that they've received under the multilateral exchanges i think through that process they've then tried to investigate taxpayers use that data effectively to combat global tax evasion and through that process there have been some learning points Um, i think things have moved on so people are able to access very different financial products now Um, people are able to access financial products outside of their jurisdiction a lot more easily so through this experience looking at the data the change in the environment and landscape there's been a new ask you would say to improve the crs or amend the crs to make it a more effective tool Now, in terms of what the OBCD's is um, presenting it's really kind of two things number one is increasing the number of products in scope at the moment we got pure vanilla financial products depository custodial cash value insurance contracts and debt and equity instruments so those are the products in scope of the current crs there's a proposal to extend the product range or the financial account definition out to new digital financial assets um, and other credible alternatives to holding money and financial assets. So for example, some of that is around electronic money products. Some of that is around central bank digital currencies. So broadening the scope of the financial account definition is number one, to bring more products in scope to make the exchanges more effective. And number two is around the due diligence procedures and reporting outcomes. So lots of work is currently being done by institutions to comply with these requirements and that involves some quite heavy-handed enhanced due diligence and reporting. The OECD want to improve the usability of the data for tax administrations when data is exchanged and also to introduce some efficiencies. um, make it easier for institutions to comply with these regulations and, and, and to report under these regulations. It's, it's been immense expense and time, resource spent, not only by tax administrations, but also by financial institutions to implement these requirements and be kind of fully compliant. So so that those are really the drivers behind the proposed changes. And the proposition is the amendments to the CRS will make it a more effective tool when it comes to combating global tax evasion.
0: Interesting, thank you. So what are the next steps right now and by when can we expect the final frameworks to be released?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think in terms of timing, it's always difficult to say. We We could take a guess. We're currently, the OECD released the consultation um, of the uh, the proposals, so both the CAF and the CRS amendments, that, that consultation process closed April 2022. So there are various comments from various stakeholders, institutions, I'm sure tax administrations, various regulatory bodies, organisations around the proposed changes. The OECD will now be working very hard to take on board those comments to consider everyone's input based on that, they'll be looking to finalize legislation. Following finalizing the legislation, jurisdictions will be requested to implement. So um, I think this will happen pretty soon. Um, I think we'll see a change in 2023 around these regulations. And then tax administrations will be required to implement these changes, translate them into domestic law upon which institutions will need to start complying with these regulations. So. Um, It's around the corner, I think it's probably, before we close, probably worth just talking about FATCA. Um, The IRS has also done a huge amount of work, very recently issued a report on the effectiveness of the FATCA regime. It's a very interesting report for those who haven't seen that, definitely have a look at that. Um, And that's almost driven change in the FATCA regime as well. And I think there'll be some alignment between what the OECD is doing for the CRS and also indeed the CAF. Um, and what FATCA uh, has done by the IRS. So, few changes on the horizon, certainly those closer than we think that they're going to come. And this will mean institutions will need to be ready to comply with these regulations and be able to report under these newfound expanded scope uh, pieces of legislation.
0: Thank you, Bilal, for giving us insights um, into this important topic. And please stay tuned for our Father podcast as a part of this financial services tax series.